Well, we kick it off. Let's kick it off. Kick it off. Let's kick it off. Welcome back to the trenches. Episode 14 coming at you guys as always. I'm Jay Fine. We got SK. We got Don Gordon. We got a good one coming for you guys today. Uh, We're back. We got a lot of things to talk about. Mostly football. Couple non-football things. We got worldwide wines over here worldwide doing wines. his thing. Doing his thing. Gordon, give a quick shout out. What are you drinking? What are you drinking? Hey man, you know it's Wednesday, so I gotta, you know, whip my whistle. Hey, <laughs> you feel me? We got a Vermeil Wines, but dirt was it? Dutton Ranch Chardonnay, 2018. Oh, 18. County, so Russia River Valley, one of my favorite regions. But it's normally for Pinot Noirs. But this is a Chardonnay, so we're about to try something different, boys. Oh, he's bougie with it. He's I like really that. bougie with it. And you know what? If you were in the studio, actually, Gordon, you would be having one of the very first Happy Dads in Happy Massachusetts Dad. that we got right here. One of one. What do you got? The very what, first? What, what flavor you got, Steve? Shit, I got Wild Cherry. Wild Cherry. Wild Cherry. You know what? I'm very curious because there was a big debate last time. Is Wild Cherry going to be different than Black Cherry? It has to be, right? It's got to be. It has to be. It's got to be. And what I got, got? I got I mean, pineapple. Black cherry, Pineapple's pineapple, black but cherry? I love pineapple. Pineapples. What? What you got Bro, about black cherry? I said black cherry probably, you know, it's probably got some swag on it. You know what I'm saying? Shit. Like, we black cherry. <laughs> and then it's wild cherry. It's probably a little crazy. You know what I'm saying? I see, it being, I see it being like a little tangier, like a little have sour. A, day, you know a little so? sour. Yeah, Ooh, I can see that. Yeah. I don't know. Ooh, I like that one. I don't I like know. Speaking of... Speaking of sour, where is uh where is Cam? Where's Cam Newton at? I, I can't tell you. But you Cam. did say you had a sighting, right? We did. We had a sighting. We had a sighting. He, yeah, yeah, so I, I didn't actually watch the podcast. Uh he 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 went on that show All the Smoke that I think it's uh oh, what's his name? Um Matt Barnes. is it Matt Barnes? Do we, oh yeah, yeah. That yeah, Matt, yeah. I think I think it's Matt. Barnes what show is that? What's what's what show it's is that? That little podcast where they have like basically it's the NBA players, but most of the time they have some NFL you know people come on, retired athletes, athletes that are on the way out or yeah. just not doing anything currently, and just talk about life, chop it up. Yeah, right. And and it's funny because like all all the interviews that he's doing, it's it's just funny because like. He keeps talking about like how he's got a lot left and like he's got a ton in the tank and how like you know he's gonna keep playing. But every time I see him in an interview or doing a pod, like he's like, you know, smoking a cigar, chilling, like dressed like you think it's the offseason. Like you think that dude just retired, he's ready to enjoy his life. So I don't know. I'm curious what he's doing. And and that was the thing. He was doing that shit during the season last year too. Right. Like after and before a game, just like chipping right. on it. And I'm like, all right, you're, you're not exacerbating yourself like a lineman does or those skill set receivers. But still, you're a professional athlete at the end of the day. You can't be chiefing on all these cigars, you know? I, you know what? If that's something, if he wants to like go home from a game or something like that and relax and smoke a cigar, like, hey, he's earned the right to do that. But if you, you know, to put it in all your videos every time, it's almost like you need it in the video. It's like, all right, at a certain point, like, are you an NFL quarterback or are you like a you know retired dude doing commentary and like And it's looking now? like both and I think that's yeah. another reason why all these teams are like and eh, eh, I don't know. I'm not sure if this is the direction we want to go in per se at the moment because you're doing XYZ. Right. Smoking, being on fucking podcasting and dressing up like you going to the fucking panic at the disco concert or some <laughs> shit, bro. Like I don't I don't know. But like I See, said, I love Cam though. I do me, too. Yeah, that's I, just yeah. me saying what I have to say about it. But what up, G? See, that's what I'm. The thing about Cam is right. I think he's you know he's a smart individual. He's not dumb. No, not he at might, all. No, he's very he's smart. Dumb. 
And so he's doing these podcasts. He's doing his certain gimmicks and things like that, that you're like, oh, does it look like someone that's trying to start up again? I think he's trying to lament himself as an icon. I like that. In the entertainment industry. Obviously, he like did that. his thing from football. But now he's on these podcasts coming in with a cigar, coming in, looking a certain type of way. Yeah, he did that before games. But now he's trying to create this iconic figure outside of football. He might talk, oh, I want to play. Oh, there's an opportunity to come out, this, that, and the other thing. But if he had the opportunity to sit behind a, a microphone, sit on a TV show and be an icon, make the same amount of money or even more than being a football field, especially if no one else was in the play, he'd take it. No, I As feel you. Yeah. He's setting themselves up with other elite individuals with their own shows and showing out his brand his image and how he will be successful in entertainment. Yeah, so. that's definitely a way to secure your bag, especially if you know you're getting blackballed. I'm going to put that in quotations. If you're getting blackballed out or you feel like you're just getting pushed out in general, why not start on that second journey? Why not solidify everything, make sure everything's right in place? So now, all right, boom, that didn't work out. I already had this image in mind. Everybody knows who I am. Everybody knows how I'm going to come out. Let me just perform and do all this, um, you know, behind the scenes shit. I actually really, I think, I like really love that theory. And if you think about it, like, what's what are a ton of athletes, you know, get into when they're done playing? It's commentary and like hosting, right? Like how many times, like, you look at ESPN, like the panels, like the panels are all right. just fold with former NFL athletes, right? All right. the the commentators, like you look at the Patriots, like Scott Zolak, it's all my, all former like players right that get the these nail. jobs. You know right what I'm saying? So it's, like, yep. so it's like, so it's like if these guys can go into media working for like these big media conglomerates, why can't they go into media for themselves, being like their own like entrepreneur? Kinda, Makes sense. You know what I mean? Except for Frank Gore, that motherfucker. What's, would he, what's get, he doing? That what's motherfucker doing? would rather get hit in the head. He turned <laughs> down offers. I don't know if y'all know about this or heard about this. He turned down offers. Right this year to come back and play, but instead he said, "I'm gonna focus on my boxing career." Wow, he's gonna focus on his boxing yeah. career. All right, very interesting. I I didn't read any more into it. I just saw that he stopped playing. And went I mean, to the he, boxing he's probably he's probably looking at the fact that these celebrities, like these washed up athletes, are getting like. Ten million dollars to come fight in these pay per view events. This motherfucker was going to be on an active roster with a, a potential right. chance to fucking win the Super Bowl. You know what I'm true. saying? True. Yeah. True. You always had that chance, and you know if you get to that limit or that expectation, however you want to categorize it, that you're Yo, going to get that money. Buddy must have money. been done. You're going to get that incentive. <laughs> but I'm saying, if you're done, right? If you're done, and the whole thing about football. For the past, I guess, 20 years that we've been, like, really hearing about is CTE. Why the fuck would you go into another sport where all you're going to do is just get blasted in your fucking head? And that's where I'm really lost on it. I'm I'm trying to connect the dots. I'm trying to piece it all together. But for me, it's just not making any sense. So I had to bring that up to see what y'all motherfuckers had to talk about that. What do you have to say about that? I, I mean, <laughs> there's a whole bunch of stutters. Like nobody knows what to think about that because it's just such a wild move. I mean, it has to be. That has to be something more true. There's probably some, you know, behind the numbers that we don't know about. There must be some hidden in between the lines in the trenches that we don't know about because this dude trying to give up an opportunity to win a Super Bowl to to get punched in the head. 
Hmm? And that's what I'm saying. I don't. Yeah. I don't know. You know yeah, it, it I don't. I don't know. Right with me. I mean, look. Right in my spirit. Maybe maybe it's as simple as the fact that he feels like he's got something left in the tank and he wants to see what he can do in his athletic career before it's his all. physical peak is best. Because look, it's one of those things where it's like. You know, a football career and a boxing career, it's not like they have different windows. No. You know what I mean? Yeah, so it's very he's like, similar. look, I got an athletic window as a whole. And football is kind of, you know, do I really want to do this and be like a, you know, a potential rotation well, player? So now that you're saying it like that, I guess I can say I would rather, much rather start my boxing career later in life than a football career later in life. Right. Especially at that position of playing or running back, so I, I guess, right. and I, I see where you come. Especially from when you think, like when you're seeing what these celebrity fighters are getting now, it's like you don't have to work your way up like through the ranks oh, and like no. beat big people to no. get like a payday. No, you, you just have to I mean? have a like, name established like, yeah, already exactly. somewhere else, and people are gonna be like, "All right, fuck it, I guess I'm gonna watch this." Mm-hmm. You know, all right. But yeah, do Frank Gore, man. He, I'm, I, it still doesn't make any fucking sense to me. No. He is definitely an individual that chooses violence. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> one of those guys that. who's always been a tough individual. Yeah. You know, I mean, he's running. He's been playing for years. He's one of the oldest dudes to play, be a running back in the league. Guy, oh, what's up? And, <laughs> and you know what I'm saying? Now he wants to gain a boxing career. He could just be like, you know what? This Let me good. not be running every day, busting my knees up, this, that, and the other thing on the field. Let me go over here, train, beat the shit out of somebody because I, he balls out like that and he chooses violence and just go about my day. Make the same amount of money I'd be doing, whether it's, you know, longs all season or training for one fight, make the same amount of money. Let me go ahead with myself. Right. No, I, I understand that. No, I mean, yeah. Sense, yeah. I don't, I, I don't hate it. Uh, I do not hate it, and we do have a lot of football to uh, to touch on a little bit. But before we do, we do got a couple of non-football things that I want to get to real quick. Have First to, off, have to we got to get to them. Let's touch on just a couple couple of the uh, the uh, physical altercation side of things. We got <laughs> Oscar De La Hoya, McGregor, and MGK and Canelo. Let's start with De La Hoya because I know you want to talk about that. Yeah, um, Oscar De La Hoya offered Floyd Money Mayweather. Pretty boy Floyd, a hundred mil to fight him. Um, I don't see it going his way, but if you were looking for another publicity stunt, this is definitely the one to do it. Now, what I'm interested in seeing is if Mayweather is actually going to accept this fight. Thoughts? I, is it gonna? You think it's going to be one of these ones that doesn't count on the record, like type of thing? I feel like it's going to have to count on the record type of thing because he's just only want to increase it. Obviously, Oscar's a little bit up there in age. So is Floyd, but I guarantee you Oscar's not training like how Floyd's training. If I was Oscar, I, I was putting up a hundred million. At this point, yeah, be training, but that's yeah. what I'm saying. At this point, he's probably playing catch-up like a motherfucker right yeah. now. But Floyd does this, and he just it's just natural for him. Right. So I don't see him backing down unless he's trying to – double up that money or just trying to increase it some way in somehow shape and form fashion. Right. You know what I mean? So right. I, I don't know, but what, yeah, what do you got to say about this? No, I mean, I don't like, honestly, I think it's kind of a similar situation. I just yeah. think it's like, Hey, 
why not? Like people, celebrity boxing, like is coming back huge. And hey, right. you're seeing a lot of these people step into the ring that aren't boxers or have just started boxing. So if you're an old retired boxer and you can't get in the ring with that, you know, 30 year old hotshot that's contended for a world title, but you can still get in the ring and scrap. Like why not use your boxing prowess to continue and further, you know, your your brand and your money making. But to a dude that's never lost. Oh, well, that's the thing. If you're if you're if you're De La Hoya, I mean, you got nothing to lose. Mayweather's got everything to lose. I feel like because it's one of those things where if he's putting up a hundred million, he knows he's gonna make more than a hundred million doing it for sure. And so financially, he's covered. So and you know, De La Hoya's lost. Like he'd probably be the underdog. Like he's got nothing to lose. Everything's on Mayweather. I, I dig that. G, what you got to say? Nah, man. Boxing, you know, I'm no Max Kellerman when we started talking about boxing. <laughs> that was that boy's special. All I know watching these videos with these altercations going on is just, it's just, it's just funny. You know what I'm saying? Because, you know, people, people get excited about boxing, right? They still get excited about boxing. It's a fun but, sport. You know, like, I feel like the hype of boxing is actually dwindling. Right, people get excited for USC. People get excited when USC fighters box with boxers. But, you know, you don't really see it unless it's a big name. You know, what I'm saying like you know Manny Pacquiao comes in uh, with Mayweather, and they're like, okay, we gotta watch that fight type thing. You know what I'm saying? Right. I, USC is kind of on the rise. Boxing is actually kind of on the decline. And unless USC and boxing are getting together. Not as many people really know about it. Honestly, not many people care about it. I feel like that's just my opinion, obviously. But no, you're you're 100 right. right. You you are right, and I want to say to a degree because of like what even Justin was saying. All these celebrities are coming in boxing. Now they're gonna have all these potential people who don't know anything about boxing coming in to tune in. Right now they're gonna be like, all right, I saw the celebrities fight. Let me go see this guy who's been training his whole life actually fight because I got excited to see that sport. But at the same time, UFC is a whole different game. You put put people mm-hmm. in submissions, chokeholds, grappling. Like it's it's fun. It's right. really fun because it's all body inclusive. You right. know what I mean? And UFC, I feel like it's, it's like an art. It's literally amazing. But for in, sure. in mixed martial arts, it's literally yeah, mixed martial arts. It is an art. It literally, it's, yeah, it's an art. <laughs> and I just I just think it's funny though that like I I bet if you just took like from a ratings or like viewers perspective, like would people rather watch like you know two old washed up boxers like De La Hoya and Mayweather or even two celebrities that like don't have any boxing experience I bet people would pick those two over the two like top 27 year old contenders fighting each other in like the world right now of course because nobody knows who they are exactly like you said Mm -hmm. boxing's dying the only form of boxing that's alive is celebrity fighting so that's literally, yeah, that's I, you know what I mean? That's what together. it is right now. Yeah, it's the only way that shit's getting bridged together. Seriously. But the funniest out of all those altercations that we've seen, we didn't even get to the big one. I like, I'm going to save Canelo for last. <laughs> this McGregor MGK shit. I mean, what come was on. Oh, my God. So, look. Yes. What was that? The, yes. only, the only thing that I can possibly think of is that, McGregor went to MGK, who's, you know, been in the media a lot lately, him and Megan Fox, and said, hey, look, you know, I'm doing literally everything I can to the point where I'm embarrassing myself just to make headlines while I'm injured and, like, try to get myself, like, another fight. Yep. Bro, we're going to— Wait, what'd you say, Justin? I didn't hear you. So I I think it's a whole, like, 50 Cent, like, 
Fat Joe thing. Like we talked about exactly. like one of the first episodes. I think it was like, hey, uh, Machine Gun Kelly has been like in the media lately. Like he, him and Megan uh, Fox have been getting a lot of clout, a lot of coverage. And Conor McGregor is trying to keep his career from literally evaporating. And so what's he doing? He's just doing shit to keep him relevant. Like he has been for the last few months since he rebroke his leg and lost to Poirier. Like I think it's all a stunt. Yeah. I think it's a stunt because if it wasn't, McGregor would have snapped him like a fucking twig. <laughs> I mean, nice. seriously. I don't know. I so, think, I think what, I, what, I, I think. what I've heard. Oh, was, you got some actual right. intel. So yeah, heard, let's hear. Right? Yeah, you know I was me. about to go on speculation. Let's go. You know me and my celebrity shows. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> I like to look. <laughs> you like to keep up with motherfuckers. Yeah. We know. And so what I did, I did a little research. You know what I'm saying? I'm not yeah. a detective or nothing. Yeah, I'm not a detective. But I looked up and apparently McGregor was trying to come up to Megan Fox and be like, yo, can I take a picture? That's exactly what I was going to fucking say, bro. MGK's girl. MGK was like, nah, go fuck yourself. Get away from me. And then he's just like trying to big body. Like, you know who I am? And like, honestly, MGK might be small, but he's not a punk neither. He's going to stand up. And so they're going in and then security was pulling things off. McGregor goes to throw his thing. I thought he was just chirping a little bit, but it really, I guess it originated with uh, Megan Fox and uh, what's his name? McGregor coming up trying to ask for like a picture or trying to say something to her or something. It was crazy. That's exactly what I was going to say. It had to be more than, hey, Connor, hey, machine, let's get this picture <laughs> to go on. You know what I'm saying? Like, nah, it was definitely Connor drunk as fuck. That cup was halfway full, you know what I'm saying? So that shit had some big sips taken out of it. Went up to Broy, he was like, yo, let me get a picture with your girl. Just like, nah, like, no, I I don't care who you are. You're just not going to take my girl. Got mad, threw a little pissy fit, and threw a drink. And that's the most bitch shit I've ever seen. You're a UFC fighter. Why not just try to square up a dude or grapple him? Take him, I don't know, something other than throwing a drink. Like you a female. He's all about the birthday party. You know, the, you know what I mean? But it's, it's still it's just like, yo, why are you throwing a drink like you're a female at a, at a birthday party you just got told to leave out from? <laughs> you know what I'm saying? It just doesn't make any sense in that aspect. And then he goes no, out and throws that fucking first pitch that looks like shit. But. It, could, it could be exactly what y'all are saying. It could be. I mean, obviously, it could have originated and started off like something from the sideline. Because, you know, MGK has some, has been out in the media a lot lately. Conor McGregor's not trying to have his career die. I don't think they're going to do some celebrity boxing match or anything. Oh, but I do think that making a scene made a big difference on that day, too. So, who knows? You could probably, you're probably going to see some more MGK um, stuff in the future. You're probably going to go see some more Conor McGregor stuff going forward. But Because what I see... I think uh, just, Justin Bieber said something about him and someone else on this last award he just got. And it was just like, you know, McGregor and who's the other person? But, you know, they're doing everything they can to kind of keep him in the spotlight and keep him famous, even though his, like, MMA career is kind of dying. Yeah. I, don't know. I mean, hey, I guess I guess when you kind of make yourself kind of part of the face of a a franchise or an organization, I guess... That's part of it. It's like UFC probably almost feels like, hey, if Connor loses his relevancy, like we gotta we gotta make that up somewhere. And we have been seeing it. Honestly, shout out to my guys in the tail of the tape. They've been uh, they've been talking a lot about some of the potential dudes that we're seeing the UFC trying to groom to be the next Connor oh, yeah? McGregor. Like who? Who? Uh, one Maybe of them I is uh, one uh, Sean O'Malley. Oh, is definitely one of them. Sean. Yeah. Uh, and Patty Pimblett. 
Sean O'Malley and Patty Pimblett. Those are two guys that. That uh, is a name in itself. Yes. Patty Pimblett. Patty Pimblett. Patty. Patty. Who's Patty? I feel like I know. Pat, I should know that. Patty the Patty? Patty the Batty. He. Uh, Patty the Batty. Patty the Batty. Okay. He. he uh, I. Oh yes, he's the Irish Conor McGregor. Not the Irish Conor McGregor. He's the uh, English Conor McGregor. Exactly. Yo, you want to know? It's so funny that you said that because we filmed a podcast a few weeks ago, right before his fight, and we were hyping up the shit out of him, and we. We were saying he was Irish. We were saying, and then it came out that he's actually British. So you actually sniped that. And then the next episode, we were like, all right, we're sorry, man. He's not Irish. He's British. But that was kind of funny that you just kind of sniped that, made that whole correction like right in five seconds. But yeah, he's the British Conor McGregor, basically. So that's what they're trying to do. Like, they got dudes that, honestly, it's kind of funny, but this is exactly what the Taylor Tape guy said. They're like, they're looking for just like bombastic, like big egos with like, European accents and they're just trying to pump them into <laughs> they're just trying to pump them into the spotlight like that's literally what they're doing but like honestly, you're a fucking movie director yeah. just trying to get the hottest thing coming out of fucking literally. Britain like honestly, come on yeah, that seriously because that's one of the things they're saying is that a lot of these guys like like Patty and like McGregor like they're getting groomed these easy give me fights that right. are just like hey beat beat this guy up on a, on a main like on a, on somewhere on like a big televised like undercard right. and get some notoriety right. and that's just what they're doing you know what I mean you just keep building yeah they want him to say he's like won like 15 in a row like shit like that but hey Canelo Alvarez is fast as fuck so fast but what's better than his being able to get that speed up is his quickness and there's a difference between speed and quickness for sure this motherfucker is quick that quick twitch muscle yeah. is there and I don't know if these people have seen this fucking like little spat that they had with that little preview. He'd weave, pop, pop his ass real quick to the point where Buddy Caleb has a big ass gash underneath his eye. Now, I hope, I hope, and I pray that we're not going to hear any excuses or any delays just because of that. You know what I mean? No. Yeah, Alvarez pushed him first, and yeah, he got the hit on him, but Buddy tried to swing on him first, missed that shit, then retaliated. Yep. So I, I don't know how they're going to play that. I hope he doesn't play it as like, I'm hurt because of X, Y, and Z happened. But Buddy, you started that shit. I mean, look, I'm, just, I'm honestly surprised that doesn't happen like every time two fighters stare each other down. Right. You know what I mean? Like that... I, that's just inevitable. I feel like, like two dudes, like that. Actually, like I think it should be almost like I don't know. Never mind. That's stupid. I was gonna say it should be almost encouraged, but that's the point of the fight. <laughs> but yeah, I don't know. you're not wrong. I mean, no, it's just it's it's good. Like I think it's there's there's almost an element to it where it's like when you're in the fight, it's like a sanctioned sporting event, right? But right, when you're staring right. each other down, that's like the last like real moment, like before you get in the ring that you have like man to man. That's called air and opportunity, people. Yeah. You give that fucking any guy, any man yeah. that much space, which was damn near none and nobody being close up on them and you just letting them fucking jibber jab and talk all that shit. Someone's going to say something else that the other person won't like at all. <laughs> so that's just going to happen. 100%. At least like with the UFC, they have what? Dana White, like legit right in the yeah, middle. Yeah, he's of legit them. in the middle. <laughs> These two dudes were just talking like by themselves. Like the closest security or person that could fucking help yep. was like what, ten feet away? 
Yeah, because they don't want to be in the camera shot. They're like everyone out of the way. Shit, and yeah. that's why, like, of course, anything's up for grabs. Right. Anything could go. For so sure. it's just like, I don't know. But you know who did show some fight? Who? The Green Bay Packers. The Green Aaron Bay Packers. Aaron Rodgers was looking Packers. like Aaron Rodgers again. Shit just felt like it was right. It just felt like everything was right in the world again. And I was glad to see that. Even though it was against funky-ass Detroit Lions. <laughs> And that sorry ass QB who I ain't even gonna say his name. <sighs> Bro, all right, real quick. There was one play. I just turned to the game real quick. Real, real quick. I saw him drop back. He jumped, he went to go pass. That shit just slipped out of his hand. And as soon as I just saw it slip out of his hand, I was like, you know what? I'm out. I seen everything I need to see about this game. Everything that needed to be told to me about this game has been told. And I was done. No, I yeah, I it was it was just kind of I don't know. It was just one of those bleh, I expected it to happen type of situations. Right. I don't know. What do you think, Gordon? He don't even know that we talking oh, to yeah, him. Well, he can't even hear us. You got us muted? <laughs> game. That game was something else, right? I mean, yeah. it was like 14-14 a little bit. And I, I saw, I was watching like the first half of it. I'm just like, <sighs> Are the Detroit Lions going to really make a play? And if so, is this because they're getting it together? Or is my man Aaron Rodgers really trying to, you know, pooch it so that he can, you know, waste his season and leave? You, you saw the meme after, after game one, right? Right. He's like, yeah, we just lost. And this is like Aaron Rodgers. No, y'all lost. <laughs> I won. Right. You know what I'm saying? No, so I get that. I was just like, are they, is he going to push you this? And then they end up coming through at the end. I'm not going to lie. I didn't watch the fourth. I didn't watch the end of the game. But I'm saying is, I thought it was crazy. They turned around. They actually showed promise, and they ended up winning. But it's just like, bro, that was the Detroit Lions. Ain't nobody care about the Detroit Lions. You know what I'm saying? No, I Imagine get you. Yeah. Actual people. But I would say it, it makes a big deal because it was conference play. You know what I mean? That's gonna yeah. have an implication. It's gonna be a deciding factor later down the line. Just because I'm, I'm saying it's gonna be a deciding factor just because how they started off the season and they, I mean the Packers, how they just started off the season was just shitty. You know what I'm saying? Now they're gonna come back the second week with a, a conference foe and was struggling, struggling, struggling with them against the Detroit Lions. Well, it was 14-14. I, I saw it at that point. And then I turned. Saw that fucking debacle of a pass that turned into a fumble. And that just wrote everything else that I needed to see. And everything else I needed to see came to fruition. I think the final score was 35-17. But still. Right. Yeah, but still. It was just like, why did it take you guys that long to get this shit going? I, I, I Yeah. I agree. I think, you know. It, when, it, when something's a divisional game, I think you kind of got to throw records and shit like that out you the do. window. I'm a big proponent of like, hey, like rivalry and competition yeah. brings the best out of both teams, right? Like, and I, and I just think back to like high school, like no matter how good like Braintree or Weymouth was in either sport, you always battled because like you were rivals, right? So it was, right. I think it's one of those types of things. Uh, I mean, yeah, it was nice to see the Packers kind of pull ahead. To be honest, I'm one of those dudes who's kind of rooting for the Lions to be a little better than people say that they are. Just to be completely honest, I, I always love like the underdog story of like that team that everyone thinks like 
sucks or just has like no Browns business being in the field. Yeah, years ago. it's just yeah. like you know, like unless they're playing my team, like I'm kind of rooting for them. You're right, t- right, type right. of thing. I I just kind of like that. But I mean, speaking of what happened this Monday night, let's touch on real quick what happened last Monday night because we didn't get to talk about that yet. But let's just real oh quick talk about Lamar Jackson. Oh my God! And the Ravens. Finally, that boy is cold. Finally, getting that win. That boy is cold. Yes, yes. Just like you said, they finally got the win over KC. But that boy, Lamar Jackson, is something different. Something different. And I know we've all seen Mike play. And I'm talking about Mike Vick, not Jordan. I know we've all seen Mike play. But this dude and how he does it and how he's actually carrying himself and how he's being vocal with it. It's just fucking amazing. Did you see Mark, how John was talking to him at the end of the fucking game? I was just going to say. Lamar, do you want to go for it? He said, no. I heard, I saw him mouth that shit. In on, real time. I saw In him real time, it. me he said, too. Lamar, Lamar, do you want to go for this? I heard was hell yeah. Didn't hear anything else. I heard hell yeah. And I knew they were going to get that first down. You know what? And you know what I love and about that? I knew that? they were going to get that first oh, down. Oh, you knew. You knew the second that he said, you know what I love about that? I love, like, I've I've <laughs> said that quietly. I always thought, like, John Harbaugh is one of the, like, best coaches in the NFL. Yeah. And he's notoriously right. always been a player's coach. And that's the type of shit that just shows how strong of a bond and connection and how in tune you are with your team. Like, that wasn't a, hey, I got to do what I think is right. That isn't a, hey, I got to do what's, like, technically right for, like, the team. He literally just said, hey, I got a young quarterback who's looking to get it right now. And he said, Lamar, what do you want to do? And Lamar said, we're going for it. And he said, said, let's go. He said, let's go. And then he got composed. Right at that, he got composed. He said, all right, let's go. And that's and I loved it. And that's I what it loved takes. It. That's all it takes. Love you it. really want to get through to your players? I'm talking to all the coaches out there from high school to college, even for potentially NFL prospect. Like you yep. want to get in that ranks? That's what you got to do to like actually hone in and keep players to keep them right there, but also to keep them and also keep them playing for you. Because there's a difference of just keeping a player on the squad. They could go through the right. motions, but if you can keep a player on the squad and then you can get them to play for you. Man, the sky is really the fucking limit. A hundred percent. At that moment, at that moment, Lamar knew that Harbaugh was on his side. You know what I'm saying? For sure. And it was, I mean, obviously he had, he'd known for some time, but like for you to be in the middle of the field screaming, like, what do you want? Like, how do you want to handle this? Because only some of the most elite quarterbacks are given that ability to run two-minute offense on their own, how they feel, or run that last one. And at this moment, he said, what do you want to do? And Lamar's like, I got it. I got it. You know what I'm saying? And I promise you, because of that and the confidence that he, Arbonne instilled in him because of that, they are going to have a solid rest of the season. I'm nervous. I feel like they, you know, because this win, they might get hot too early. And then with the longer season, they might die off a little bit later on because of all the injuries and longevity of the team. Facts. But right now, I'm bought in. I'm bought in. Facts. No, that was a uh, that's a fire starter. That's for sure a fire starter for your team. Um, obviously, you know, love to see that. And because you know what, the other thing too is like, I want the Lamar 
in Mahomes' rivalry to be legit, right? When one side just constantly whoops the shit out of the other side, it's not Nobody a rivalry. Wants to see that. That's not a rivalry. Yeah. That's not a rivalry. No, you need the back and forth. So I'm glad Lamar came out and won. I'm glad the Ravens won because I want to see the when whenever I see those two have each other on on the schedule, I want to circle that game like and I want to go, damn. I have no clue what's going to happen tonight, but it's going to be fireworks. <laughs> I don't want to go. Damn, Mahomes is going to light the Ravens up again. I'm going to make a bold prediction about that game, and I think that's going to be the best game that we've seen all year or we're going to see all year. I like that. Just because of every the whole factor, man. Like, it was just back and forth. It was even a real defensive game. It was just like... You got a young quarterback. I got a young quarterback. We're going to fucking throw everything. We're going to just yep. fucking duke this shit out. Exactly. Going for it on fourth downs, all that. Honestly, I loved it. Everything, I, man. I, I love everything. It. You, know what I, you know what? Maybe I what I loved the most is how Lamar started off the first drive with an interception. Right. Came back through a second interception and then said, all right, no. I'm willing us to this win. This is not going to happen. Right. You know, and he did that shit with the little cartwheel in the end zone. The little cartwheel in the end zone. Hey, y'all, man. I mean, we, we obviously we were talking about last Monday's really competitive game, but I feel like what we need to talk about now is the completely one-sided victory that the New England Patriots had against the New York. Yep. Air- the New York airplanes. You know. They wish they were private jets. They're flying like I mean, their 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 interceptions are flying left and right. They're definitely not going where they're supposed to be I going. I wasn't mad at it. Spirit at this point, honestly, think about it. <laughs> the New York Jets. Friggin' Zach Wilson. You know, at first I gave him that one interception. Is like okay, that was a good defensive play. Second one is like all right, it went through the receiver's hands. The only two is the beginning of the game. It's all right. It's going to be a good game. We generally always have good games again in conference, whether it's a Jets, Dolphins, doesn't matter, even with Tom Brady. Right. But those two more bad ones, and balling out, McCordy over here tied for third um, most interceptions from DB in 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 Patriot history, and just have an absolute day. Mac Jones doing what he's done since – season. He is the same man that scored on every single drive preseason, whether it be a field goal or it be a touchdown. He has done the same things as he's done preseason, and I love it. It's called consistency. You're going to have a consistent, consistently excelable quarterback like Matt. I'm really excited for where we're going to go in the future, man. I really am. Isn't it just funny how Think you always think about what the Patriots defense and what Bill Belichick are known for doing to rookie quarterbacks, right? Yep. Isn't it kind of funny to to go in a game and see them do it to a rookie quarterback and not see that happen to our rookie quarterback? It's almost like you gotta wonder, yeah, rookies are exploitable, but coaching is such a big part of it because there's a reason why Mac Jones is not doing what Zach Wilson why or some is, of these. Why is that? You know, I know why. Why? why because is that? I, honestly, I think Mac Jones is a 
better than people gave him credit for at first. I think okay. people gave him be- better than people gave him credit for. For sure. Also, if you just look at the play calling, look at the play calling. Mm-hmm. Zach Wilson's out there running around, gunning it, chucking it, throwing it up like crazy. McDaniels and Belichick are not going to put Mac Jones in a spot where he has to gun and chuck and just throw it up wild and go crazy like that. So it's one of those things where we know, it feels like we have that experience that we can manage a rookie quarterback. Other teams really can't, and we make them pay for it every time. But you're missing, you're missing the third and most important one. Let's hear it. He's built by Bama. Built by Bama. Uh, j- just straight up. He's yeah. built by Bama. New triple B. He was built behind Tua. He was behind Jalen Hurts and yeah. watching them do the exact same shit. Yeah. Run around, gun it. Run around, gun it. So they're going to be like, God damn, why wouldn't I let this guy who's been behind those great players and college be the uh, a different guy when he gets to the league? No. Do the same shit that got you here. Do the exact same shit that got you here. Yeah, he's a happy dad. Do the same exact oh, shit that good. got you here. You he's know what good. I'm saying? <laughs> because, like, why wouldn't you have it? You have all these options. You know you have a defensive-minded coach. And now you know you have McDaniels right there who's going to lead you to the promised land. You also have to trust in this guy, this quarterback, that he's going to lead the team to where they need to go. And he showed that against the Jets. He was damn near showing that against the Dolphins. Granted, that one-point vict- I mean, uh, loss one point victory for the Dolphins but you know what I'm saying like yep. he was on the right path the right trajectory for it for sure for sure I mean uh, it's good honestly it's good to see uh, Mac Jones hold up another week it's good to see the defense do their thing do what we were supposed to do it's good to see us go out and win a game that we were supposed to win mm-hmm. give us our confidence back and honestly in the locker room afterwards I gotta say one real quick thing before we we move on with the pages because we do got a few more things we got to cover. But there's a lot of questions about Bill Belichick and does he still have it? And is he a player's coach? Does he have the locker room? All that stuff. I feel like lately when you watch Belichick in the locker room, especially like how the Patriots always post like their little clips like post game mm-hmm. and stuff like that. Like I feel like especially since Brady has left, Belichick has become – put more of an emphasis on being a player's coach. And if you just listen to the way like he talks to them, like just the stuff he's saying, like, hey, like Damien, way to run hard. Like you, right. way to do that. Like guys, like way to respond, like way to respond to like, uh, you know, uh, blah, 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 this and that. Like that's not stuff that we're used to hearing the old Bill no. saying and doing. You know what I mean? So like I think he's doing everything he can. Doing everything he can. Um, Just because he – Brady did leave. He saw that, yo, I got to get other players here. Let me get on the right track. Let me let me scale back how I am as a person, but most importantly as a coach, so I can get the necessary pieces into place so we can get to the next level or get back to the level that we were at before. Right. You know what I mean? Right. 100%. Gordon, anything else before we move on? Yeah. All I'm saying is, um, I know you were saying earlier that people are underestimating, underestimating Mac. I his potential is showing, and it's very obvious. Some people, you know, they look at scores and it wins, but you know, obviously, he's not where he needs to be at. And I feel like, you know, we as a team, we're not Super Bowl ready. I don't, I don't care how well we do within the conference, or whatever. I don't think we're ready to win a Super Bowl, but no, we will get there. And and we are fortunate enough that. 
the coaches invested, the actual um, GMs, they've invested, and the players, they're invested. And I'm excited to see where from here. So, all right, speaking of the future, speaking of future, the future of the Bears organization lies in this young man's hands. Now, before before we get talking on Justin Fields, I just want to say, Matt Nagy, I am so over your bullshit. And obviously, you know more about football than me, but like, dude. Why do you keep saying no matter what Andy Dalton is your starting quarterback? Like he came out again and said when Andy Dalton's healthy, Andy's our starter. Dude, what I don't get what, what is this? I don't understand. I think he really like sold a promise or a pipe dream to Andy that no matter what happens this year, injury or not, whenever you get back right, you will be our quarterback and he has to publicly say that. So now if the situation turns uh, into something that's going to last longer or that Justin is just killing it and he pulls him, let's just say this is going to be Nagy's last season in Chicago because this is a no-brainer move. How do you go up in the draft this high, get this guy, and have him sit? You know what I'm saying? Committed to Andy Dalton. But behind Andy Dalton. Like I can understand sitting behind a lot of people in this league. Especially if you were like a phenomenal athlete in college. Right. But I don't see any person sitting behind Andy Dalton. No. You know what I'm saying? My thoughts, see, my thoughts on that is that he probably put a lot of his eggs in Andy Dalton's. For what? For what? You know what I'm saying? No, I don't. Tell us. I mean, I get it. And like, you know, people were talking about the Patriots and how Andy Dalton come to the Patriots and this, you know, whatever. But I feel like he was like, you know what? Andy Dalton's going to be a great resource for us on the Bears. And so I feel like if they don't come out and say something as in he's going to be the starter or whatever, that he's going to kind of slip through the cracks and be like, you know what? I'm over this. This new kid came and took my spot. I don't give a shit. I don't want to be here. I mean, I don't know Andy Dalton personally. So how am I supposed to say his personality? But the fact is they have to reassure him constantly. You know what I'm saying? In the media. And I'm sure the conversations with him are very similar. They have to reassure so many people that he's going to be a starter. That's a red flag to me. You have to constantly tell people, oh, no matter what, he's going to be the starter. It's not for the people. It's for somebody else. That's exactly what I'm saying. but But what is the point here? What is the point here? Andy Dalton, he did nothing other than be a regular season hero occasionally in Cincinnati. He goes occasionally, very occasionally. He never even took him to a playoff victory, okay, when he did make the playoffs. Then he goes as a backup to Dallas, okay. So let's let's let and stunk. Let's and stunk. But that, here's the thing. Let, yeah, let's let's just talk about this real quick. He's coming to Chicago like he's fresh off a starting season where he posted good numbers and like he expects his play, bro. You were a backup last year, and you were a backup last year because a your best is behind you, and there was a superior quarterback on the roster in Dak Prescott that needed to play, okay. Why are the Bears selling Andy Dalton on some starting franchise quarterback pipe dream when you go out and draft Justin Fields? Bring him in and say, hey, remember what you did last year on Dallas? 
Do the same thing. You're in a Bears uniform now. We just drafted the next dude. It's Justin Fields. He's playing, and if he is not ready or gets injured, you're in. We got a competent backup. Is that that hard? Am I? Am I? It's I, really like, not because all you're doing at that point is you're coddling a grown man who's been bounced around in this league. We can say that for sure now. Who's been bounced around in this league? You want more than one team? I'm gonna call that a bounce around. But at the same time, you just have to know as a Bears organization and as a fucking head coach, Nagy, I'm talking to you, that you have the best player and he's not on the field. <laughs> exactly. How the fuck do you have the best player and he's on the field? I'm telling my high school kids, yo, I'm trying to find the best 11 to put them on the field. Right. Why wouldn't I do that at the professional ranks? 100%. What do you even think about or consider doing that in college? So, like, I, I don't understand the thought process, and like that's why I'm saying I really believe that someone, if not Nagy, told him, you're going to be the quarterback, and they have to keep reassuring him. That's why I keep thinking that they're saying all this shit publicly and definitely saying all this shit 100%. as well. I mean, look, if that's the case, Andy Dalton, if he is any better, is not that much better than a Cam Newton. Get rid of Andy Dalton in a stupid contract and go bring in Cam Newton. Cam Newton's been playing for veteran, basically a veteran's minimum, and you're going to go out and pay Andy Dalton big money and promise him a starting role? Dude, what? I I don't get it. I I just don't, don't, bro. I don't even know if Cam Newton is better than Andy Dalton. I don't even know that. No, but that's what I'm saying. I'm saying Andy Andy could be slightly better. better leader. I think Cam Newton might be a better leader, but then it comes back to the reason why he didn't stay in the Patriots. Is he going to be a distraction? Is he going to take away from Justin Fields? And, you know, the organization might not seem it, but it's also the players internally. So, you know what I'm saying? You might not – are you better than Andy Dalton? If not, you know, whatever. Come in. You sure. He plays for a little bit, right? But the thing is, if he comes now, it's in the middle of the season. He don't know the playbook. It's a whole other year, and at that point, you're going to want just field starting. You know what I'm saying? The guy has a whole year and a few starts under his belt. Under his belt. They're going to want Justin Fields playing. They didn't want no Cam Newton post-COVID Cam. Ain't nobody want COVID Cam. Hey, even if nobody wants COVID Cam, Cam, I don't want average Andy any day. And I'll, <laughs> and, and I'll tell you. The I'll, red rifle. I'll tell you that. And I'll, I'll take it as a backup. I don't really think I want him as a starter. But real quick, one more football topic we got to touch on. Speaking of a dude that we just mentioned, Dak Prescott, him and his Cowboys go out to L.A., get a big victory in a really hard-fought game, even though he himself didn't necessarily play the best. What do uh, what do we think? Is that a, is is that indicative that the Cowboys, you know, their their bounce back? Is that indicative that this team is legit? Are they actually like a good team? Are they a contender? Like what? Like what's the deal? With it them? sucks saying that because every fucking year they're projected as a favorites, but they're in a shitty ass conference. But should make it even more of a favorite. <laughs> it's like that's damn. what I'm saying. But like, yeah, I don't know. Just because I just don't trust the Dallas Cowboys. I just don't. No matter who's on that squad, like unless we're going back to the '90s, like I just don't trust that squad whatsoever, oh, people bro. Don't want, people, people don't want the Cowboys to win unless you're Cowboys fans, which aren't really Cowboys fans. They're like they're homegrown Cowboys fans. Ain't nobody say, "Oh, I grew up watching the Cowboys on my own." So my dad be watching. Now I'm a Cowboys fan. Thanks. So this, the Cowboys would be great. I mean, we talked about this time and time again. Two, see, just like I was telling you earlier, 
The only reason why I think the Cowboys might be good this season is because the hard knocks. It's the uh, it's literally an anti hard knocks. Man, it is a anti hard knocks curse. Every time you watch hard knocks and they look good, and they look good, you know why? Because they edit the fuck out of that shit. That's why they look good. I get it. I get it. But I was watching Hard Nuts this season, and I watched every episode, all of them. First off, a dude's DB, a DB's son, Tavon Diggs, didn't even know who the starting quarterback was. He kept calling him Patrick Mahomes. Let's just start that off. He was like, are you Patrick Mahomes? He's like, you just, just call him. I'm, I'm Dak Prescott. I'm the starting quarterback in the team. You know what I'm saying? They didn't even know. It made him look so bad. And I'm just like, all right, we'll see what happens because Hard Nuts never messes up. Happens they come out for the first game and they're balling out. Better that better sense than Tom Brady. They're having a good season. Week two, they're having a good game. It's just like I think it's the opposite of Hard Knocks. I think they're gonna have a good season because of how bad they're on Hard Knocks. Terrible, terrible facts over here. Terrible take, but it's the truth. Hey, put your head. Yeah, down. I got. I got. It's right. I got. No, it's no, right put, put, put your head down real quick. What's up? What's up? What's up? What, put what's it up? down. Tilt it down more. What's up? Is that a big D for Dallas? You've been watching oh, Hard Knocks so much. No, you got a brainwash. Let me get that out of here. No, no, no. He's no. buying the merch. You feel me? Oh, man. You bought in completely, he my boy. We are not Dallas supporters here. We are big New England fans. Slash go, Pats. Go. Slash Tampa Bay fans. All right? Yeah. So, oh, but, shit. God damn. Let me tell you. <laughs> No, but yeah, yeah. I I feel like if this, if any season, on some real talk, I feel like if this is any season, this is going to be the year for the Cowboys to win their division. Just like straight up, hopefully, even possibly make a playoff run if, if that line improves offensively, and if Ezekiel Elliott actually oh wakes God. up. Ezekiel has to wake up. But there's a new man in town. His name is Tony Pollard. Hey, I got one more balling. take before. He's and he's balling. I got one thing I wanted to mention because I know I know we have to wrap this up. But yeah, I just on this because um, going forward, well, I mean, well, not going forward. What am I talking about? I'm over here drinking wine. So I don't know if you saw after last weekend that four quarterbacks got hurt. Andy Dalton, Tua. Tua. Who the hell are the other two? Come on, I can't even think. Uh, Tyrod Taylor. You know what I'm saying? Tyrod Tyrod Taylor got Tyrod Taylor got hurt. And who was the last one? Uh, the last one was Ben. Big Big Ben got hurt. I don't think that was the one, but there was four stars that got hurt. So I feel like this Fitzpatrick. You thinking of Fitzpatrick? Is going to huh? Fitzpatrick. You thinking of Ryan Fitzpatrick? Maybe. I think it could be actually. It was high. I don't know. Whatever. But but my point is, this season is going to be the year for the young bucks. You know what I'm saying? I I think, and you know, obviously, the head. uh, Was it Patrick Mahomes is kind of leading the way? He's not a young buck anymore. He's He's a leader. But I think he's the Tom Brady of the new generation. And they're going to start going and following this method. And the young bucks are going to come in, take over. It's going to be a whole new league. I think this is the year 
where it transcends and goes on from there. So I'm excited to see what they're going to show. I'm excited to see where they're going to perform. Obviously, no matter how good some of these young guys are, especially Trevor Lawrence, who's 0-2, but no one cares because it's the Jacksonville Jaguars. Jaguars, Um, I think this is going to be the season for the young guys to kind of really take their lead, cement themselves as the new leaders, and really start the new league off. I like that. The passing of the torch. You got to have that. It, it, it's synonymous in all leagues. It's bound to happen. Why uh, not now? You know you what? Know, and so hey, if now? you're one of those people who, yeah, look, I love all the old heads in the league, but if you love the sport itself, you got to be excited for the next generation to come on and be talented and take the reins because that is going to be the product of the sport for the next 5, 10, 15, 20 years. And, and just a quick reminder to all the uh, New England fans out there. Nobody really wanted to let Bledsoe go. They were like, we're going <laughs> to no. put in who? Tom Brady. Yeah. We're gonna, who? Right. What? We're going to put in this guy? Fuck this guy. Oh. <laughs> Let's look back 20 years later and you're like, oh, I'm glad they did good that. Good decision. Move. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> good, good move. So, yeah, let the young bucks play. You just got to know when to piss or get off the pot. Exactly. <laughs> it, 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 exactly. You just got to know when to piss or get off the pot. So, we got. We got two more things we want to talk about real quick before we let you guys go. What do you guys think? Do we want to do we want to go with like that happy go lucky pop culture story or do we want to go with like that trenches back to our roots discussion first? What do we want to leave the people hey, off with? You want to All we, I'm saying is, you know me, I love me some You love some the pop. Yeah. But <laughs> at the end of the day, it's always good to know. Remember where you came from. The Get back. Is, baby. <laughs> All right. So you, you know, know what? what? Let's let's do this. Let's happen, let's happen. Let, let's get let's do some trench talk, and then we'll end we'll end with some some feel good. All right. Some feel good. Let's do it. Let's, let's do, do it. it. Let's do it. So trench talk. This is probably hey I. When we say trench talk, it's because we're talking about something that's not just, oh, you see how these teams play, you see how these teams play. These are like, you know, when you come down to the real, real issues, whether it's things that are like political, racial, whatever anything is like that that's that's trench talk trench talk is that that stuff that most people don't want to talk about. But we talk about here in the trench. We talk about it fucking anyway. We talk about it. Uh, Let's talk about Usain Bolt and Shikari Richardson, because... Recently, and I just wanted to pull it up, uh, some comments surfaced, and I personally was... I was not necessarily confused. I just didn't have a reaction because I wasn't really sure what to think, partly because, again, I don't really know the full story, not only of, like, what Shikari's dealing with, but also, like, maybe the full context of what Usain Bolt's quote was. But it was to the effect of... uh, Usain Bolt said Shikari should train more and talk less. And he said, I know she really hates advice, but I'm going to be 100% honest when I say this. Uh, and basically, his message to her was, if you want to send a message, do it with your performance. And that's that. That's kind of, that was what, that's his interpretation of it. Uh, but a lot of people have said it's the equivalent of like the whole shut up and dribble type of comment. And... I'm curious. I'm curious because it's interesting the fact that it's coming from Usain Bolt and not like a pundit on like ESPN or like something like that. You know what I mean? Just so a regular news reporter. Just a regular reporter. So that's one of those things where it's always like, you know, you look at it and you're like, damn, like it's not necessarily like that one. I don't know. I'm just curious. I'm curious. 
I'm curious. What do you guys think about that? I'll let G go yeah. first. I'll let so, you go first. Yeah, let me just, I'll make this point and then I'll shut up. Uh, basically, there was a lot of downfall with Shikari not being able to go to the Olympics, right? A lot of drama that came around. Big time. Big and that time. was really messed up. And obviously, teams have a lot of rules. And at the end of the day, rules are rules, whether we don't want to follow them or we want to follow them. You know what I'm saying? But some, you know, but unfortunately, she wasn't, she wasn't able to go, right? But because of that, you know, a lot of people had her support. A lot of people were on her back. A lot of people were on her side because she was also going through a tough time. And I understand that as well, right? But luckily, as a, a woman of her age, she has a really long career where she's able, going to be able to do a lot more in the time that she has. What happens? She comes in and she runs the race right after, um, you know, what right after the Olympics with the Jamaican women, right? Right, right. And she got beat. But I know, but the thing is, I feel like so many people were so locked in on her getting beat, they didn't realize that she was right there with them. The Olympic runner, she was right there with them. It wasn't like she got destroyed. It wasn't like she was so far back from the pack. She was in. But what the problem is, is that I feel she got too lost in the comments. I feel like she looked too much in the media and she reacted too much. You know what I'm saying? A lot of people deal with it. Like, you got to think about it, right? We see Patrick Holmes is one of the best quarterbacks. You see Tom Brady's one of the best quarterbacks. But even to this day, they have people who will be relentless on the internet telling them they're garbage, telling them they're nothing, telling them they should go do this, that, and the other thing. You know what I'm saying? And I think as a woman of her age, she saw the comments, she saw some of the negative things, and she decided to react. And she went back at it, especially publicly, which you know, especially in a woman, you know, like you said, of her age, she hasn't really done too much. She's been a great winner. She's been able to do a lot of things. But especially after that last loss, it's kind of like, you know what? Time to take a backseat to what's going on the internet. I get it. People on your side. But you need to readjust and refocus. Come back in, win a few more races, and then we'll talk again. You know what I'm saying? I'm 100% I'm on her side, but it got to a point where she's talking more than she is winning. And no matter what you do, especially in the public highlight, that's not going to be successful. So. No, yeah, just to piggyback what you're saying, like, for sure, she got into a lot of, um, (laughs) I'm not going to say, like, music or movie deals, but she did a promo with Kanye when his album was coming out. The the Donda one? The Donda one. Yeah. She, like, she was like a preview on like his little hype up ad that he was promoting for it. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like that was, I felt like the beginning of the end of the situation of her being more focused on the Olympics than being a, a celebrity in the light. So I understand what you saying is saying, like just go out and do your job. But I don't think at all it's from a standpoint of uh, the shut up and dribble lady was coming from. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like, I agree. I, I don't think she he was he was saying it in that in that light. I think he was actually just saying it like, "Yo, do your shit. We all know you're capable of doing your shit. Get back on it." Because the first thing that we saw from you was that you lost to an Olympic runner, like Gordon said. Right. But at the same time, you lost to an Olympic runner, but we see you doing X, Y, and Z. You know what I'm saying? Which is nothing to do with helping you in your sport or your career. Facts. You know what I mean? So I like I said, I understand what <laughs> you saying is saying, 
I I, I just wish he would have just like hit her up privately, right? Instead of coming out and like making it known like this. But it's a gray area. It's it's like a lot of things in life. There's a gray area, and there's a, a certain way how you should handle it and how you shouldn't handle it. You know, it, and it, I felt like he didn't do it the right way. Is is funny because I think my two quick initial reactions to it are a like as far as like to address like the whether, like hitting her up privately versus like making a public statement. It almost reminds me of like what like what when you were playing sports growing up, right? Like did it. Did it register more to get chewed out one on one, like where the coach comes up to you and puts his hands in the shoulder, or did it register more like when the coach chews you out in front of the whole team, and now your whole team's unnoticed that hey, you just made this mistake, and you better step it up because you just made a mistake, and you feel like hey, I got eyes on me now because I just I just made a mistake, right? And I, I got I got so you know what I'm saying. So, yeah. so, so so part of me almost feels like he is kind of using that tactic where it's like hey, like let's go, like you know. Put it out there in the public and say that, hey, you got something to prove and I know you got something to prove and maybe that will be a bigger motivator than just maybe sending her a one-on-one text. Who knows? I could be completely off base with that. That's just the first thing I related to. The second thing, though, is I completely... 100% 100% agree with you that when I saw someone comment and say, so he's basically saying shut up and dribble, that wasn't my initial reaction at all. My initial reaction is that he's looking at it and he's saying, hey, you can talk, 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 but nothing speaks like results. So if you want to go out there and say that people shouldn't judge you because you're smoking weed or judging you because you're doing X, Y, Z, the best thing to do is just go out and beat them. Go out and beat them and shut them up. And then nobody can say nothing. Is is if you prove them wrong, people can't say anything to you. Exactly. And I think that was more of his his and, overarching. And that's what point. I'm saying. He didn't come up and be like, "Hey, you're just an athlete, so just do right. that." He was coming out like, "Yo, just prove these fuckers wrong and do what you do, just like what you just said." Right. You know what I mean? So that that's exactly where I was coming from it with for sure. But yeah, yeah. I just thought I just thought it's interesting because obviously, like you know, like. The media and the news headlines, they start running with that stuff. And next thing you know, it looks like, oh, Usain Bolt is like, you know, publicly yeah. like attacking Shikari. And so people start debating. But and, really, I don't think that's yeah. the case. You know? but, and I just got my gears training real quick. I just wanted to say, yeah. in high school, I had a coach who was the the type, I guess, to be like, hey, let's talk about this in, in private. You mess up here and here. Right. You know what I'm saying? All right, figure it out, clean it up, go back out next time. And when I got to college, I did a, I did a stupid-ass play one time. Just after, stupid-ass thing after a play, I should say. Just yeah. by, like, hitting the dude on the helmet. But we kept going back and forth. They did it, like, two, three times each other. Same good play. Right, obviously, right. being facetious, sarcastic, the whole nine yards. Ref caught on, just threw a flag. So I get out. My coach is just chewing me out in front of the whole team on the sideline. So I'm we're in front of fans, in front of my squad, right. the other officials. And this was the first time I had a coach be like, you fucked up. You're not supposed to be doing this. You're X, Y, and Z on this team. You know we hold you to a higher standard. And I never right. had that. And ever since he did that to me, like publicly right in front of everybody, I stepped my shit up. And I never did that shit again. There you go. Because he came to me later after and was like, yo. You're a leader on this team. Right. You, you can't have all these other people that are behind you or not even in your position. They just see you and act and do all this shit. And once he did that to me and it actually came back and talked to me, it registered. And I kept that in. So, like, it's a, it's a double-edged sword. 
we just have to know what type of person that uh, Shikari really is when she hears uh, criticism. You know what right. I mean? Right. Because some people just <laughs> curl up and be like, that's it. Or the people flourish and spread their wings. Exactly. You know I mean? and, and you don't even know. Like, we're just hearing the comments that he made publicly to the media. He definitely could have also sent her a text message and just been like, hey, I said this about you in an interview. It's nothing but love. I just think you, you, you're capable of doing more, and I just want you to know it. Like, bang. Just straight up. Straight up. And maybe he did say something like that, right. but we don't we know. We don't know. We just know what don't was, know. you know, we just know what was right. reported publicly. Uh one last story we got. We told you we leave you with a little feel good, fun. This was something when I saw it. Honestly, it just it was just one of those things where it's like I just I, I kind of just loved it. it. Threw me back to like being like a little kid thinking of like Bow Wow and shit. Like like the whole like crossover, like Lil Romeo, like those dudes who were like rappers and entertainers, but they would also like they were nasty basketball players. You'd watch like who was it? Was it was it Lil Romeo and and, and Master P? They had the show on Nickelodeon where yeah. they watched. They followed his travel team. Isaiah U team around the country, yeah. like all that stuff. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I love that shit. So when you said J. Cole practicing with the magic, I was like, I, I love it. I love it. Cause J. Cole's always he's been known to be a great athlete and a great basketball yeah. player. He always talks about getting cut from his JV right. high school basketball team. Right. Look at him now. I love it. Practicing with the magic. <laughs> Absolutely love it. Do you see this, Gordon? I you know, I, I love hearing things like this. It's fun. Yeah. It's Nice. J. Cole went to play in some Asian league, right? No, nah, he was in the African league. He was in the African, African league. league yeah, he was like, in Africa. Cool. Good for him. That's great. But you know he's only there because he's famous. He's not there because of his basketball prowess. He's not there because he performs so well. It's great. It's good. It feels good. Oh, look at J. Cole. We love J. Cole. But like, at the end of the day, what I think about is like that one dude has been grinding his whole life to get that one spot that didn't get it because J. Cole wanted to play basketball for a couple of weeks. You know what I'm saying? Like I that one dude who didn't get an opportunity because J. Cole wanted to be a part of this team because J. Cole wanted to do this, to want to do that, want to do whatever. I got no problem with J. Cole. I think his music is phenomenal. When you're, you know, you're signing up on a basketball team in Africa and taking a spot away from somebody or want to do this, want to do that. Granted, he could have just been filling in with the Orlando, with uh, the Florida team, right? You know what I'm saying? He could have just definitely just joined in with them. But I don't know. I'm just one of those guys where they're dudes who are sweating their lives out looking for an opportunity and just not getting it. I, 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 are you discounting? Cole told your spot because he makes more money than you, bitch. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but wait, are you discounting the fact that J. Cole may actually be that good at ball? You're talking about Jermaine Cole. Jermaine. Jermaine Cole. Jermaine. Cole. Just say. Jermaine Cole. No, but yo, he, for <laughs> real, time, this dude. <laughs> shut the fuck up. <laughs> but you know, this dude has been. Saying nothing about rest in peace, Uncle Phil. Fucking playing <laughs> basketball since his mixtape says album release to like actually no, being around yeah. celebrities to being around NBA players to going to spots in fucking Carolina and just doing pickup games. Like, dude, he he played his respects. He he did what he had to do. You know what I'm saying? It may have taken him being a Grammy nominated artist. Or Grammy winning. I don't know if he won this shit or not, but I'm pretty he, sure he won something. Yeah, he, he won something, but to, he to is to, Jermaine. But you feel what I'm saying? To get to that point, like, yo, I'm gonna use my stardom 
to get on the fucking team. Y'all cut me from JV high school basketball. Cool. Watch me. I'm on the Orlando Magic right now. <laughs> you feel what I'm saying? I like, you like, come on. I, I think that's a great story. I love that. I was on my lunch break and I was just looking through my fucking IG. I'm like, that's J. Cole. Why is there a lot of Magic players around there? <laughs> <laughs> I was like, oh shit, that's what's up. Uh, I get it. I get it. But if you look at it that from that side of things, right? right? You really haven't proved anything other than that your money can buy you anything in the world. True. You know what i Cool. You haven't proved them that you should have been cut from JV. Why? Because you scored one shot, but you scored two points, three points. What was his average in Africa? Like two or three points a game? I think like three and a half. <laughs> like, come on now. Cool. You didn't prove anything. You proved that money literally can let you do anything in this world, which everybody already knew that. You know, and anyone that doesn't think money is the best thing in the world, money can save the entire world. Money can destroy the entire world because that's what money is. It can put you on the Orlando Magic. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? It's true. Come on. No, it's true. Don't, don't act like he proved himself to get to that level. Well, I, but- I, I appreciate you letting me and Justin into your TED talk, bro. <laughs> 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 There'll be a new one next week. <laughs> <laughs> this motherfucker all oh, worldwide wise. Worldwide wise. Worldwide got wise. that boy feeling wavy. Yeah, <laughs> yeah I love it. <laughs> oh shit! Well, hey, you I know what? Be Uncle Phil for real. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe he's just stick to rapping. I don't know. Hey, I, <laughs> I don't know. I don't know, man. Hey, I, did, I I will say those highlights you showed me. They didn't show too much footage. Maybe there wasn't no, enough highlights to show. That's what I'm show. saying. That yeah. was the first time that I saw the footage. I only saw the stills. And that's what I was telling you off. Yeah, they were like, the hey, stills. look, we didn't have enough for a whole mixtape. We just got to, you know. Let's, let's film him lacing up his shoes. He took a jumper at one Justin, point. Bro, he, he, <laughs> he was in the building. I promise you that. <laughs> <laughs> Justin, you can probably dunk on J. Cole. Let's let's, let's get it out there, right? J. Cole. Should, should we issue a should we issue a challenge? J. Cole, J. Fine. Yeah, we call him. Call him out. J. Cole, J. Cole. If you're out there, I'm issuing you an official, <laughs> official one on one challenge right now. You name it. You pick the court. You pick the rules. You can pick the ball. <laughs> The one-on-one we'll challenge come to you. will come to you. Sponsored by Hedge Better. We're out. <laughs> you feel me? <laughs> I got to put that plug in there, boy. <laughs> We're out there. Hey, we appreciate you guys coming for episode 14. As always, I got Don Gordon and SK. Uh, we're, we're here to talk about anything and everything. We love getting that trench talk. We love just shooting the shit, uh, you know, talking about whatever. We'll catch you guys hopefully next week. We're working on getting more guests up and running oh, for uh, for the next couple episodes oh, yeah. but we hope you appreciate chatting with us and what we got to say we will catch you guys next time as always follow us on Instagram like our stuff go to YouTube follow the Hedge Better channel subscribe to us you can check out the trenches and all of the other shows we got we got some great stuff uh, and like I said follow us on Instagram check out our other stuff you know what the deal is we're coming at you we'll see you next time we appreciate you guys Easy.